baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Thanks for listening to Primetime with Isaac and Souk On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Service Patriots is your home for comfort solutions for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. This is Rivalry Week on Primetime with Isaac and Sue. Brought to you by PG Long. On 1080 The Fan. Story time with Joey on 1080 The Fan. All right, normally he joins us every Friday, but uh, since, well, we got a little game going on on Friday, a little something we like to call the Civil War, although I'm not sure we're not supposed to call it anymore, but uh, it's the Civil War to me. So we bumped him up with the holiday and all that. Joey Harrington joins us for his normal segment at an unnormal day, but the normal time if we got all that straight. And we've got no Rob. Joey, how the hell you doing? Okay, hold on, hold on. <laughs> so I'm on a normal segment yeah. on a not normal day yeah. at the normal time yes. with a not normal amount of co-hosts talking about a game that we still don't know what the name is. Exactly. Okay. We're dealing with okay. a lot of, and no one can figure out what to get Jimmy and Millie for a wedding present. We're dealing with a lot of S right now. You know, I just wanted to make sure we we're... we're on the same footing as we start this conversation here. Well, it's it, I, I don't mean to out him, but it's it's so good that we have to. But we've talked about it today already. Just so you know, like as I was walking in today for the the show, I'm I'm walking in, I'm walking in the door, and Rob's already here, which is usually an upset because I'm usually here a little bit before Rob. As I'm walking in the door, Rob is walking out, and I'm like, like, hey, where are you going? And he just looks traffic. Yeah. I was like, what what, what are we doing? And he's just like two o'clock and I'm walking in. I'm like, you going to grab something to eat or whatever. And he just looks at me dead eyed, like right in my face and goes, "Uh, I can't do it. I was like, what? He's like, I, I, I can't do this. And I, Again, was like, what? What is going I can't on? He just you anymore? What? Yeah. Can't do what? But like, clearly, like I was like, it, I'm like, is he joking? Dead faced. He just looked at me and goes, I can't stay off the toilet. <laughs> and I was, <laughs> and I was, and I was like, there's nothing else you have to say. Like once that, once that statement enters the atmosphere, we all understand. There's nothing you can do at that point. I just, I'm, I was like, well, I did, I, okay, 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 okay. I, this just jumped into my head. Yeah, I'm sure, and and I wish Rob nothing but the best, and yes. I wish him health and and, and all that. Yeah. But is he potentially like this? Could be a good thing if he clears things out before Thanksgiving tomorrow. Well, I tell you what, when you're getting ready for you know, possibly like, the best eating, like I mean, this is kind of like the biggest eating day of the year, and you go down with a Montezuma's Revenge 24 hours before, dude, that's devastating. Or he's just clear, making sure his tank's on empty, right? If he's planning a like a Joey Chestnut type of fill up, yeah. you can only you can only fill so much if there's something still existing. And yeah. he's taking the approach of like, hey, look, I'm going the true. I, I'm driving this thing. I'm coasting into the filling station. <laughs> like I'm just I'm coasting on fumes. I'm getting this tank all the way full or all the way empty before I fill it up again this weekend. <laughs> it's 
It's and not a, just the stomach, but no. like getting the small intestine and yeah. the large intestine yeah. and like, hell, he's probably cleaning out his spleen and like, yeah. like everything is just like, definitely not his liver though. No, you no, could, no, you, no, you no. could just tell the look on his face. It was, cause some people would be like, really? Like you're sick the day before Thanksgiving. Cause we don't have a show on Friday cause of the civil war game. Trust me. One look at his eyes. And you saw the fear. I think the fear is I've got a 20 minute drive going home and I'm not certain that I'm going to make it. There was fear <laughs> behind those eyes. You know, we, oh, so, that is a different, that is a different episode of story time with Jim. Or, or, or is it? <laughs> well, we, we do have oh. a, we do have a game to talk about. And, and in some ways, like this is, it's, it's, it's gotta be bittersweet because, you know, you know, you being obviously an Oregon guy, everything Oregon wants is on the table, right? You win against Oregon state. And what I'm still calling the civil war, you get a rematch with UW. You're going to be heavy favorites in that staring at a possible, you know, championship run here with a team that actually feels like they could go and win a national championship. But at the same time, it feels weird. It feels weird because we don't know, if this is the last time that we're going to do this for the foreseeable future. Yeah. I mean, I, I, and there's a whole lot of factors that go, go into that. And, you know, one, obviously they're going to be in different conferences. Um, But I was having the conversation with somebody yesterday. Oregon is going to the big 10. They're, they're, they're power five. Well, they're probably power four conference now. Um, what happens to Oregon State, right? What happens when the Pac-12 falls apart? You know, they're obviously going to try and rebuild the Pac-12, yeah. but do players start fleeing? Tr- transfer portal, NIL, like what kind of attrition are we going to see from Oregon State? And if they end up in, let's you know, call it the Mountain West, like their talent level is is. Yeah realistically not going to be on the same level. So is there going to be a fall off? Is there going to be, you know, this game right now, you know, had, had, had Oregon state won against Washington last week, you could have made the argument that this was the most, the, you know, the most on the line in the history of this rivalry. Yep. Still, this is, this is, you know, one of the bigger ones to, um, to be played. If we get to a point where, you know, the talent leaves Oregon state, you know, they become a mountain West team or the PAC 12 doesn't rebuild, you know, whatever it is, then is there the incentive to play, right? Does, does Oregon state want to continue a rivalry, you know, schedule a game in which, you know, they know that they're going to be physically outmanned. Does Oregon want to schedule a game? You know, it's like, it's like scheduling Boise or, or Fresno state, you know, 15, 15, 20 years ago, yeah. you know, but like before Boise started to carry some weight, like yeah, it's a dangerous, it's a dangerous game, exactly. but doesn't, but doesn't give you, it doesn't give exactly. you anything if you win. Exactly. If you beat or, you know, if, if, if we're, if we're assuming this scenario, if you beat Oregon state, well, yeah, you should have, but if you lose to Oregon state, bam, you're automatically done. Yeah. Right. There's, it, it becomes, We've never seen a situation where Oregon and Oregon State were at le- were not at least in foundation on the same footing. And ignore, you know, for, forget the scheduling conflicts. Whether you, you know, you can move Boise State or get them out, or like try, you know, the, this conference scheduling stuff. 
this is this is entering a new era that we haven't ever seen before. And I don't know that I don't, I'm not sure how it's going to play out. Well, and I don't know if you saw it too. And and I'm not saying this is like a doomsday sort of thing, but we we talked about it last week when Lanning was asked about other jobs, right. And, and Lanning, obviously maybe the most definitive statement I've heard since Nick Staven said, I'm not going to be the next coach at Alabama, (laughs) but you know, (laughs) Lanning was pretty adamant that he's not going anywhere. And then we played Kalen DeBoer and, um, DeBoer's was not as definitive. And then, you know, we had the Jonathan Smith yesterday. He was talking to a local reporter and, you know, uh, Smith basically said, you know, to, to paraphrase, his agent is out there looking at stuff because it's what he pays the agent to do. And he pays the agent millions of dollars. And, you know, every coach is out there looking. And if I'm an Oregon State fan, that's not what I wanted to hear right now with all the uncertainty going on. And I'm not here saying that Jonathan Smith is going to leave and take a, a you know Michigan State right. job or whatever. But there's reports that that he is supposedly one of the final four at Michigan State. He gives a statement saying that certainly his agent is out there looking if that's you know, because that's his agent's job and he doesn't have anything to do with that. If I'm an Oregon State fan, that's not what I want to hear going into the last civil war. No, it's not. Um, But it's, I think you would be a fool if you didn't at least assume that something like that was potentially going to happen for the same reason that, you know, we're, we're having realistic discussions about players potentially leaving in transfer portals and, you know, getting NIL deals somewhere else like this, this conference, the, the the dissolution or dissolve, what help me, dissolving the Pac-12 conference yeah. in its existing form is going to have significant ramifications. And you know, if I'm Jonathan Smith, I mean, God, like, how incredible is it that you came back to your alma mater, that you brought him back to national prominence? Like, he has done an incredible job, and now this the situation has changed, yeah. and so. I think you'd be a fool if you didn't at least take a look and hear what, you know, hear what, what else was out there and then make, you know, weigh, weigh those options and make a decision. And maybe he says, you know what, coaching at my alma mater for the next two decades and trying to dig them out of this hole is going to be more important than, you know, having another, you know, major college or, or power five job. But you got to have that conversation because, the situation has drastically changed. Yeah. I just, it, it's, it stinks. And you know, I, I just, I, I wish it wasn't like this. I wish this didn't kind of cloud over this game. And, and you mentioned it, had they beaten UW last week, I think this takes on a, a different tone with, with oh, obviously. This could, have been, this could have been the biggest game in the history of the rivalry. Yeah. I mean, you can make an argument about 2010 in so much that, um, Oregon was playing for a spot of the national championship game. Now Oregon yeah. state wasn't, didn't yeah. have anything riding on it. So yeah. I think that would be the lesser of the, of the few. You can make an argument about 2009 in that the winner went to the Rose bowl. Like, I, I don't know. I don't think there had ever been a time in the rivalry when the winner of that game earned an automatic spot to the Rose bowl. Yeah. The, the hesitation in that was, was my junior year in 2000 when the winner of the game got a BCS bid, but not necessarily, you know, Oregon state lost out on the Rose bowl because of, you know, stupid tiebreakers. But, um, yeah, I had Oregon state beat Washington. Both teams would have been playing for a spot 
in the conference championship and Oregon for a, a potential spot in the college football playoff. So yeah, that, that would have been, that would have been a big one, but still, this is, this is a hell of a game. Oh yeah. And, and, and you got to believe if you're Oregon state, the idea of spoiling Oregon season and, and ruining a chance at a national championship and probably knocking them out of the, 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 the PAC 12 title game if Arizona wins. And most people think they will. I got to believe that's a pretty big apple to take a bite out of if if you're if you're a beaver to to feel like there's still something to play for. Oh, I would want to I would want to like like punch Oregon in the larynx and like <laughs> and like full like you know sweep the leg like if I was if I was them right now. Like yeah. there's there's no shortage of I I mean and I'm I I don't even I try to find you know a, a descriptive word for what I'm sure are so many feelings coming out of Corvallis right now. You know whether it's you know just the you know it's, it's not just the rivalry. It's what Oregon and Washington and or and USC and UCLA have done to the conference. It's all so, it's all sorts of things. Yeah, there's going to be no shortage. And, and then you just combine that with the fact that you've got you know a hell of a football team with a hundred a hundred competitive dudes led by a fantastic head coach and Jonathan Smith. Yeah, there's going to be there's going to be plenty of. Uh, Plenty of motivation on that Oregon State sideline. I mean, yeah, you look at their losses. I mean, they're all by slivers. I know the Washington State one, you kind of got handled a little bit, but you did make the, the rally at the end and you made it close. But, yeah, Oregon State. What are you know, three games by eight points or something like something that? Something like that. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, it is it is the razor-thin margin here, and, and we could be talking about something entirely different. I just hope, I, I hope that the noise around what's happening to Oregon state and maybe some like Rob always has a theory that when coaches start looking at other jobs, those seasons go down the tank. See Mario right at the end, that season is last year at Oregon where, where it claps. And again, we don't know exactly what Jonathan Smith is doing, but you know, that's always one that, that Rob has held on to. And I, I just hope that that doesn't cloud. Cause I, I, I want to see a good game. I want to see two teams that are fully engaged. And I want to see if this is going to be the last rival for a while, I, I want to see the best from both sides. I don't I don't want any excuses. I don't want, well, this was happening and that and it was distracted. No. Line it up and 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 I would assume like you even being a Duck fan, you had to have enjoyed it more when Oregon State was competitive. Right? I would think in a rivalry game you want it where it's it's strength on strength, not where one is, you know, is a cripple. What are you talking about? No, I want to uh, <laughs> look. Look, looking back now, you realize that you're talking to somebody who never threw a touchdown pass against Oregon State. Like my touchdown to interception ratio against Oregon State is astronomical, but it's interception to touchdown. I, I, looking back, if they could have like crawled out of the tunnel and like they couldn't walk and they were straight, like literally like carried on gurneys, like you know, like pushing on a hospital bed, that would have been the best scenario. For me like i i don't care i just want to win i want to win 173 to nothing like looking back on this all i want all i want suk is just to go back to 2000 and have one of those kit balls not end up in the hands of jake cook okay it's like no i don't want him in full strength oh, i miscalculated I <laughs> All right, we come back. Uh, I want to talk to you about just kind of what maybe your favorite memory of what this rivalry is growing up watching it, playing it, and then we'll actually get into what you think about the game uh, itself, maybe some X's and O's and and, and where maybe uh, an advantage here lies for for either side. So uh, we'll hold you on uh, for one more segment. Joey Harrington uh, for another segment when we come back. You've got primetime here on 1080 The Fan. 
Story time with Joey on 1080 The Fan. All right, we're back with Joey Harrington, brought to you by Mods PDX. The future of building is now. Um, obviously, we're talking uh, Civil War and uh, maybe some good, maybe some bad memories. I think you had a little flashback there. <laughs> I, don't, I, didn't, I can't say that I knew off the top of my head you never threw a, a touchdown in this game. Zero. Mm. I was again. We were. It was. We were doing the talking duck show and coming off of Arizona State, and they were doing the graphic um, of Bo tying the school record, which, by the way, he should have broken. That was not offensive pass interference against Ferguson. <laughs> but there's a group of us that have all thrown six touchdown passes. You know, Herbert and Marcus yeah. and Darren Thomas and Danny O'Neill, and then I did it twice against Oregon or against Arizona State in back-to-back years, and. I can't remember. And then, you know, that was last week's game, and now we're playing Oregon State. And somehow it came up. I was like, you realize I threw 14 touchdowns against Arizona State and zero against the Beavers. They're like, wait, what? I was like, <laughs> I never won. My sophomore year was Ruben Drones, who carried the ball 40 times that game for 199 yards. My junior year was the year that, I mean, I think I threw for three you know, call it 320 or something. Like it was one of those days where like, I actually felt really good, but five times the ball was tipped and, uh, and intercepted. Um, and so zero touchdowns that, that day. And then the following year was the downpour at home yeah. um, when Keenan Howry took it, it took the punt back and I didn't throw a touchdown that, that day either. I don't want to say that one lost me to Heisman, but you know, that was the opportunity where, you know, the the whole country was watching. It's like, all right, this, you know, this dude was on a billboard. Let's see what he's got, what he's got. And I went out and threw for like 119 yards and, and, <laughs> and a fumble or something like that. So I ended up, I ended up with two rushing, two rushing touchdowns. I think I had one in my sophomore year and one junior year, uh, two rushing touchdowns. Six interceptions and two fumbles hmm. against Oregon State. So, I mean, pretty solid. Pretty solid, if you ask me. I just, I could, I would have never guessed that in a million years. If you asked me, did he throw a touchdown pass? And so I'm like, yeah, three years, you didn't get a touchdown pass. Well, now I see why maybe there's some of that, a little bit of that bitter hostility. Yeah, we don't want him at full yeah. strength. Well, how about this? As a, as a, a, a an, an observer, I like it when these rivalry games, when when both sides are at, at full strength. Uh, to me, it's never fun watching. Uh, and I can appreciate your truth. Yeah, you like can the, speak your truth, like the and Apple, I can speak mine. Like the Apple <laughs> Cup, right? The Apple Cup hasn't been competitive in a long time, right? It's just like Washington. Yeah. When, when it's a one-sided affair like that, but they're they're keeping that thing going. They're, they're doing it for the next five years. So I'm, I'm hoping here in the next, you know, next couple weeks, uh, you know, if they could get the Apple Cup done, I'm, I'm fingers crossed that maybe they can get something done with the Civil War. What, hey, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. All right. So when you look at at this game um, it, itself, you know, take away you know the whole you know oh, it's a rivalry game and all that. When you look at Oregon right now, they're playing as good as anyone in the country, and mm-hmm. no one seems to be giving anyone much of a shot. I mean, Oregon State's a damn good team, and Vegas has them as a two touchdown dog. Uh, I think right now the look-ahead line has Oregon a, a touchdown favorite over Washington, who beat them if they both end up going to Vegas. So if, if you're an Oregon fan, what about the Beavs makes you nervous um, other than it's a rivalry game? Um, Damian Martinez. Yeah. He's, he's as good a running back as, as you're going to see. Um, you know, he's, he's as good as Bucky Irving. He's, he's a hard-nosed runner. Um, I don't know. And, and here's the thing you said, what makes you nervous? 
it doesn't necessarily make me nervous because of how Oregon's defense has played this year. Like, I, I don't have the stat in front of me, but I don't know. I think they've given up like only like five touchdowns to the to conference opponents this year. I mean, it, it's it's significant how few how how few they've given up. So. The other thing that would give me pause is Oregon State's defense, right? We talked about it earlier. Is is they don't, they're not in blowouts. They don't they don't give up. You know, with the exception of the Washington State game, they don't give up gobs and gobs of yards. Yeah. But then again, neither did Utah. Yeah. Right. And we saw what Oregon did to Utah. So, like to me, this is a game where you have to limit. You have to limit Oregon State's big plays. DJ Uyunglele has. When he's on, he's really good. When he's not, I don't want to say not on, but it's, it's, it's an explosion play, right? He hasn't shown that game in and game out, he can go down the field, march, 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 efficient, convert on third down, and move the chains. Like, you limit their running game, you limit the explosive plays, and then the key for me, like, and it sounds so stupid, but, but it's Bo. I mean, Bo is as good it's it's a different feeling, but I would compare this, at least from the way that I feel. If I said you had to have one drive to win a game with Bo right now or Marcus in his last year, I don't know that I wouldn't pick Bo. Yeah. Simply because, you know, is Marcus going to be more explosive? Absolutely. I mean, the guy was, I mean, he's literally phenomenal. His legs he are is, incredible. He's the greatest Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. But what Bo has been able to do, game in, game out, drive in, drive out, play in, play out, it is the most consistent, efficient, effective, yet explosive. Like, he is, we've said this before, he's completing nearly 80% of his passes. 80%. They had six drives in the first half against Arizona State, and he he took them down the field six times for touchdown passes. Like the man does not panic, and I don't want to say he doesn't make mistakes because everybody makes mistakes. But his level of knowledge, his level of control, his level of command over what is going on on the Oregon offense right now is is unlike. Uh, I don't know that I've seen anybody who has this much control over what their offensive football team does. It it is incredibly impressive. Yeah. At the beginning of the year, I I picked UW to win the conference. I had UW, Oregon, and I had UW winning. I thought Penix was the difference. And I think for the first six weeks, I was still saying that Penix was the best quarterback in in the conference. And, you know, you can make a, a debate on who played a better game, but Penix beat him. And I was like, well, there you go. You know, Penix, you know, that give it to Penix. And since that Oregon game, I don't really think it's been close. I, I think I think Penix and Williams and everyone else in the conference, I think they've been lapped by Nix. To me, and I'm believe me, I'm I'm no duck honk. I don't see how Bo Nix isn't your Heisman trophy winner. I it just when you look at, at at some of the games that Penix has had and certainly Caleb Williams, there's been duds. There hasn't been a single one. Even the game that they lost against Washington, he was phenomenal. The other close game they had against Texas Tech, he bailed them out. He has not played a bad game. I don't think he's had a bad half necessarily all season. Yeah. 
It's 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 kind of incredible. And yeah. if he finishes this off and, and ends up winning a Heisman Trophy, it's just weird the way we thought about Bo Nix when he transferred to Oregon, like a stopgap, you know, until you find a, a a young kid. He may be the second Heisman Trophy winner in Oregon history. Yeah. So you said two things right there, like from that point of the Washington game. Coach Bellotti always told us the game, you know, and it sounds kind of hokey, but the games you remember, you play in November, right? Yeah. Like that, that is what sticks out. In the month of November, Bo Nix is leading the country, not the conference, leading the country in completion percentage, touchdown passes, passer rating, passer efficiency. He is literally leading the, conf- the entire country in the month of November, in every passing, every major passing category. You said, the other thing was, I don't know how he doesn't win the Heisman. Admittedly, Jaden Daniels is ha- having a hell of a month as well. Sure. Right? I mean, and, and he, you know, he, what was it, 500 total yards and eight touchdowns last week. The, week, the game before where he ran for 250 and threw for 350. I mean, the only guy I've ever seen do anything like that was Tui. Um, Tui's senior year would, would have been my junior year. Yeah. Oh, no, excuse me. It would have been his junior year. I mean, it was it was absolutely incredible. And I think that there is a, I don't want to say a narrative, but look, these things are driven by media. These things are driven by um, by voters. These things are driven by um, perception, right? And the perception is always that the SEC is going to be better than the Pac-12. Yeah. And, you know, for 95% of the time, it, it has been. Um, this time, I don't believe it is. Not only in the conference and top to bottom, um, you know, this, the final year of this conference has absolutely been the deepest we've ever seen and at the top individual players. And and what Bo has done week in and week out, like you said, he hasn't had a bad game. He hasn't had a bad ha- – I can only think of one, and I'll say quote, unquote, you know, air quotes on the radio, bad quarter. And that was the first quarter against Washington State. Yeah. Right? It has been an absolute clinic every single time he stepped on the field. And yeah, I mean, you gotta, we've it, never it, seen this level of consistency. And you got to finish strong, right? Oregon State isn't yeah. going to roll over and die for you. And then, you know, on a national stage, you got a chance to uh, to redeem the, the one loss that you had. And I, I feel and like... You know what? Well, I was going to say, with that chance, that one loss, yeah. he's going to get a play and Daniels won't. Yeah. Right? If, or, the if they win against Oregon State... Jane Daniels will not be in the SEC championship and the country will be watching Alabama against Georgia and Oregon against Washington. And they will get to see Bo and Bo only. Yeah. Um, if you're Oregon state, you just got to run the ball 50 times, right? I mean, the, the, to me, the best way to keep <laughs> to stop Bo Nix is just don't let him have the ball. I saw that like, Oregon state went on that 10 minute drive against Washington. If I'm a beaver, I that's, that's, 45 to 50 rushes to me that that's how Oregon state stays in this game 
is to just try oh, to keep yeah. Bo give, on the side. You give 45 of them to, to Damian Martinez, and then you give another 10 to, to DJ. And then you uh, – oh, God, I'm trying to think of – of course, I just lost uh, the, the, the second tailback, who, by the way, has 500 yards of his own. Like, who's no <laughs> – yeah, he's no slouch himself. So give him an – okay, check that. Let's give Martinez 40. We'll give uh, the number two guy 15. We'll give DJ 10. What are we up to now? 65 carries? Here you go. You know, that's yeah. – <laughs> There's, there's, there's your offense. That's, that's the plan. Yeah. It's just, it just has to be one of those where you just keep pounding the ball. And I think you go for it on honestly on every fourth down. I think you pull it like, like it's Oregon state. If it's, if it's fourth and one on, on the, your own 38, I think you QB sneak it. I just think if you're Oregon state, you have got to just throw What do you got to lose at this point? Right. That's the only thing I'll say about Oregon state by losing that game against Washington is you're not playing for anything. And Maybe that that frees you up a little bit to 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 play a little looser when Oregon has everything to lose. And if you're Oregon State, you're just playing pure spoiler. I'm not even going to talk about that situation right now because of based on conversations we've had about things that happened in the month of November. So I'm going to put a stop to that yes. and say it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. I'm not even going to entertain that and have a wonderful, wonderful holiday. What is the uh, what are the Thanksgiving plans at the Harrington House? You know, um, we are getting together with my side of the family this year, so that's. I'm thinking we'll probably have about 45 this year. Whoa! Um, Is this at your house? You know, we are not hosting. No, we always used to go to Grandma and Grandpa's house. Um, but long story short, the uh, we my aunt and uncle bought the house and you know year 25 years ago, and mm-hmm. their kids have grown up and moved out, and so you know it's time for them to sell. Yep. Um, we actually get together at just a not a banquet hall, but just a little little club down the down the street that that has a, a space to rent and got a kitchen and we all go potluck style and 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 bring it on in so it's a great way to still get together with the family um even though we don't have the uh the big house you know, the house to, to gather anymore so yeah, yeah we 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 alternate between emily's family and and my family and this year happens to be uh the big old Harrington side. All right, and uh, favorite dish? What are we? Uh, are we a turkey man? You're a ham. We a stuffing. What's uh, what's Joey's power ranking? I'm a stuffing guy. Yeah, um, but the stuffing has to have sausage in it. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I. You know, I. I gotta. I'm. A, I go dark meat. Um, dark meat with stuffing and sausage. And if it doesn't have sausage, then you gotta. I mean, really gravy it up. Yeah. Um, and I'm not gonna lie, like I love a good green bean. Ooh, a, I, I, a green I, bean or a green bean casserole? Those are two different things. No, nope, 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 nope. Just a good green there bean. There you go. Yeah, yeah. he's got to have some yep. snap to it, like maybe a little bit of a crunch. Yep. The green bean casserole just turns into a slog. It's no good. Yep, it's the word. Agreed. I Agreed. love a good casserole, but the green bean it doesn't belong in a casserole. It's a bastard. It's a bastard casserole. Get it out of here. Fair enough. Well, I, we I agree on some things. We disagree on others. I appreciate the uh, the power rankings there of the Thanksgiving. We wish you all the best. Are you going down to the game? Oh, you got the bum Nistos. You're probably not going down, huh? Man, the idea of crutching through the parking yeah. lot and crutching up the yeah. <laughs> and then crutching back down. It's like, yeah, I, uh, I'm going to have my foot elevated and I'm going to have a uh, – 
I'm going to have a, a Harrington Family Foundation bourbon, and I'm going to hopefully watch a game where there's lots of touchdown passes, which is something that I did not ever do. Thank you for bringing it up, <laughs> and you have a wonderful day. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. Always appreciate having you around. Thankful for uh, you coming on our program, and uh, we'll catch with you uh, next week, uh, possibly talking about a Pac-12 championship for Oregon. Sounds good, buddy. Right, have thank, a great weekend. Thank you, my friend. All right, that'll do it for us uh, here and this portion of the show. Joey brought to us, uh, as always, by Mods PDX. The future of building is now. Club 1080 coming up next as we round up a holiday edition of Primetime right here on 1080 The Fan. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives. Streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 